That's a lot of aggression in this thing today. Let's go. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, in the opposite corner, my mano e mano, my verbal sparring partner, the man that says he's picking up on some vibes that I don't know if they actually exist or not, the one, the only, Iron Wilders Ruffin. Yeah, I'm here. It's your man. I'm I'm cool, calm, and collected. I'm like a '96 D'Angelo song. You know what I'm saying? I'm just the vibe. Mm. Now, my producer and my co-host. I don't know what's going on, but it's a lot of uh, rock and Cody Rhodes vibes going on. I don't know if y'all saw that last week. Ain't nobody get the sonic ring slapped out of them, but I'm feeling the aggression. But it's smoke o'clock, and we here. Voice, how you feeling? I feel like you manufacturing stuff. That's when you like, talk about my family. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the man with his own T-shirt. Won't see the halo today because today he, oh, he oh, he got the black hoodie on. He came for a fight. Well, we got an amazing show today. We got a couple championship bouts, some big news, and a lot of confusing things going on in boxing. So let's go ahead and get it started. Voice, let's get into these KOs and low blows. Yes, sir. All right. Now, Voice, we've been talking literally for weeks, maybe even, yeah, probably weeks, about UFC 300 and how big uh, of a card this is going to be. But somehow, and what many are calling the biggest card in history for, for UFC, there is still no main event. Now, there were a couple different reasons that, that this happened. Um, I don't, I'm not going to go through all those reasons because it's various different reasons why individuals pulled out. Some of the big names, though, voice, that are being thrown around, have included Izzy, Leon Edwards, and even your man, Conor McGregor. So, Voice, UFC 300, where are we going with this? And what are the best and most exciting options that are available and what realistically could happen? Where we're going with this is the $300 million question. Uh, We don't know what will more than likely happen is that we'll see Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad, which is what the UFC does not want to do, which is the reason why we haven't heard anything. Connor's not fighting. He he uh, hasn't had enough time to get ready. They want him to fight now. He told them, no, put me in June. They really are trying to get Hamzat Shamayev. I saw that yesterday, but he issues with and he has issues fighting in the U.S. He's been fighting uh, in Abu Dhabi and places like that uh, where he is a bigger star, but then he also doesn't have to worry about the visa issues. Uh, you know, they tossed around uh, uh, DDP and Izzy. Uh, um, they tossed around, I forget, it was someone else linked to DDP as well. They want anything except for what they're probably going to get, which is Leon versus Bilal. So, Voice, if, if Leon versus Bilal happened with all the major 
bouts already on the card, does that get bumped down and something else gets bumped up, or is that in? Does that end up being the main event for UFC 300? No, that's what we're waiting on. We're waiting on uh, the headlining fight. That's what the holdup is. A bunch of other fights have been named. A bunch of other championship fights have been named, except mm-hmm. for the main event. Well, it'll be interesting to see what Dana comes up with. That's actually going to be in a couple weeks. Uh, I believe what April twelfth or thirteenth, somewhere around that time. Yeah. So they still got over a month to figure it out, and it's not going to take them much to build up that anticipation. I'm sure. Um, so that's going to be exciting to see. We'll definitely keep you all updated on anything that you hear, whether it's a corner talk, whether it's here on KOs and low blows. Make sure to stay tuned. Now, I don't know what it is about combat sports this week, boys, but <laughs> everything is all over the place. So not only do we have the issue with UFC 300, but what is going on in boxing? It was a number of headlines this week, and we'll go ahead and get into them. One of your favorite fighters, the Corey Stevenson, he literally came out and said, hey, retirement's over. See you in June. There's been no fighters decided of, of who he's facing yet. Uh, there was Canelo's rumor and announcement, which will allow you to get into in a moment. And Garcia and Haney, I don't know if it was a, a WWE promo or what, but even Bill Haney got into the fireworks that was shown over social media where the two fighters went at it in anticipation for their upcoming fight. And it just feels like they're just trying to sell that fight because it was a lot of wolf tickets out there. That, that's what the old heads used to say. There's mm. a lot of wolf tickets shown because if you really wanted to throw them punches, you really would have made them happen. So, voice, <laughs> tell us what's going on in boxing. Let's start first with Shakur. What are we making of this Shakur Stevenson um, announcement, if you will? Well, if you remember on the last episode of the main card, we talked about Shakur's possible retirement. As a matter of fact, we still have uh, the the information in the system about uh, Shakur, or I should say, we we had it, or I just took it out. Either way it goes, I said boxing retirements generally don't last long. At least not the first one. And the crazy thing is he came out not too long after and said, yeah, I'm just retired until I find a fight that I really want. You're not retired. You're just waiting for a fight. You're just throwing a fit. Like, I, I, I quit. Until I don't quit. Then I won't quit anymore. Then I come back. So, yeah, you, you retire all of maybe seven days. Which, again, fighting retirements, especially the first ones, generally don't last long. Fighters usually retire about three times before they're retired for real. So, uh, that's what I make of that he wants to fight and he was frustrated so this was his uh his his way of dealing with that frustration i hope it helped i mean shakur has a weird struggle because he's an amazing boxer but many people feel as though he can't put the butts in the seats for the major fights which makes a lot of fighters shy away from him who depending on who you ask and depending on who it is they're actually fighters that he might even dominate so who could we possibly see him fight come June? That is the question because everyone that he wanted to fight uh, is tied up. Someone um, around that weight class uh, that has been bandied about because they're without a promoter right now is Sabriel Matias. 
that would be a wonderful fight. Uh, you know, maybe he waits until uh, Cambosis and uh, and Loma get done, or he waits, uh, you know, until um, until Navarrete finishes his fight and then you know tries to do something. You know, maybe he waits and, and he picks up Ryan after uh, Haney wins, or maybe he and Haney are able to make a deal. There are so many different permutations out there. Uh, and that's the issue. There are so many different permutations, but, you know, from his mouth, and it's true, he can't get a fight. You know, we, we talked about uh, Cruz and Romero, uh, you know, last week. He, he tried to fight both of them. Neither of them will fight him, but they're going to fight each other. But, I mean, at, with, with Tiafimo, though, it, it seemed like it was much more of what we got previously. And it's almost like he's beginning to have the same stigma that Shakur had of his fights just aren't exciting to most people. So it just seems like there's a plague of just a bunch of great boxers who can get in the ring and they can go at it, but they just don't bring the excitement that we want to see. Now, there's one fighter who, no matter what, he puts butts in seats, and that's your man Canelo. Now, Canelo had a rumored announcement, and we were talking about this in our group chat, and we talked about this before. There were so many... Uh, rumored announcements of what was going on. Tell us, voice, what you heard and tell us exactly what's going to happen. Man, I can't even remember everything that I heard. Uh, he was retiring was one. He was leaving PBC because PBC couldn't put the money in escrow for the fight was another. Uh, he was fighting Charlo was one. He was fighting Mungia was another. I mean, it was all over the place and the only announcement that was made, which is what um I, I think i shared in our chat was i only thing i know is that he's making an announcement on tv azteca and on tv azteca he said my fights are still gonna happen here and they're still gonna be free they want to make them pay-per-view but i want them to be free in my nation that's all we know um i, I believe they're still talking about charlo but i haven't seen enough um official news to know whether or not that's going to happen uh, so we still don't know all we know is that he said he said he's gonna fight another five years and that if you're in uh viva la mexico it's gonna be free of charge i mean that's awesome that's that's a big announcement but with the with him stating he's gonna fight for another five years what are the chances that we get him and bud crawford to finally happen the chances of him fighting another five years, uh, I think, are more uh, that that's a greater uh, opportunity than him fighting Bud. <laughs> I don't see him fighting another five years and I don't see him fighting Bud. I just don't. I will. Um, I still don't know how I feel about that fight because of how much in weight Bud would have to come up. But Bud's speed being the smaller fighter definitely something to uh to take into account but you got weight classes for a reason uh and canelo uh punches real hard so again that that fight is a pipe dream to me and mm -hmm. if it actually came true i'd uh take my money i'd be one of the first people there to see yeah there you have it well moving from that pipe dream to 
one filled with fireworks that a lot of people have been waiting for, but then you have a lot of people saying, I'm not really sure I want to see this fight. Uh, Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney have gone at it for who knows how long, whether it be in the media, talking back and forth on social media, the fireworks erupted and would look like a WWE promotional standoff where the two came together. I don't know. It was it was, it was almost like the Michael Jackson beat it video. The two crew <laughs> show up. <laughs> they get head to head. They talk about what they're going to do to one another. They didn't break out in a dance, but they did kind of stand there. Uh, we even saw Bill Haney actually get involved. We saw Ryan stand in the back and say, I'm going to knock you out. We saw a lot, boys. So what are we supposed to make of this? I mean, is this all just to sell the fight, or is this real animosity between the two? I believe there is true animosity, especially because of how long they've been going back and forth regarding this. Um, many people say that it was a WWE promo, and it was a work to get us fired up and excited about the fight. I'll say if it was the latter of the two, bravo, job well done, because I want to see the fight. As soon as it happens, like, oh, I got to see this fight. I mean, I was going to watch it anyway, but it got me a lot more excited about possibly seeing the fight. Uh, so, again, if that is what uh, it was for, job well done. Uh, they, they've got it. And we're, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about it right now. I think that there was truth to it, but I also think that they, especially being um, Devin, is smart enough to know I got all this money sitting on the table to fight this dude. If I hit him right now, I'm going to mess up the bag. And like he said, he has been, <laughs> Tyler said, taking a page out of WWE's book. They might be, they might be. But he knows, look, I have multiple bags because I'm listed as a promoter as well as a fighter. And I'm not getting ready to mess up my money. So I'll push you real hard. I, I'm not, I ain't no punk. I'm not going to stand here and just let you touch me, but I'm not going to mess up the bag. Understandable. One final question before we close out, because I know our producer is going to be honest. Voice, with this being literally, I guess you can say technically the first major fight being made this year. What could this mean towards the possibility of other big fights finally coming together this year after seeing what these two can, can put together, whether it be in uh, the, the pay amount or the excitement of the fight? Well, we have to remember, it's not the first one uh, that's been made this year. As a matter of fact, there was supposed to be a huge fight this Saturday that won't take place because of a cut being Fury and Usyk. Uh, you also have Bivol and Baturbiev being made recently. Uh, you have this fight being made. So uh, the, the future is very promising. Uh, and don't forget, the, the Saudis are throwing money around like nothing. Uh, you know, Canelo is talking about he's going to fight in May. We just don't know who yet. Um, with, uh, with the Saudis over there, they've got, which may not be that big news here, but it definitely is big news in boxing. Uh, Matchroom versus Queensberry five on five tournament in Saudi Arabia uh, taking place. That's huge because that's something that uh, boxing fans, especially across the pond, have wanted to see for a long time. So uh, things are looking bright when it comes to fight sports 
Uh, and, you know, even next week with Saudi Arabia, with Bellator versus PFL being over there. So it's uh, it, it, the future looks bright. Definitely, definitely. And, and I, I apologize. I meant to say the first fight to be taking place because I know we're going to cover uh, Fury and, and Usyk. The back and forth between that is amazing. Also, I'm looking forward to that. We'll be covering that also. We're going to take a quick, a quick, quick. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and get into uh, paying some bills with our, our wonderful brand, Ozell. We'll be right back. We got some great things to cover. Stay with us. It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Shout out to our amazing sponsor. Make sure you visit ozelbrand.com. Get you some on the field, off the field that got what you need. Get you some uh, some voice Leroy's and get your glow on. All right. Now, we got some great things to get into, especially this upcoming UFC 298 card that is just going to be amazing. Now, in this one, Alexander the Great, he comes in the UFC 298 voice as a motivated champion, recovering from a loss with a chip on his shoulder. And he's literally looking to prove naysayers that he's still got it at 35, which is he's technically kind of still in his prime with the way he's moved around. Now, the issue is he's doing this in, uh, in another championship bout against a great, confident young opponent who is looking to make an even bigger name off the champ when he meets Ilya Toporia in the main event from the Hyundai Center, and that's going to be for the UFC Featherweight Championship. Now, El Matador, as he's known, is as he's now known, is the self-proclaimed, get this, part of the new generation of MMA. He recently stated, I bring an evolved style in all areas of the sport. On the feet, in wrestling, in grappling, I consider myself a far more complete and effective finisher than Volk- Volkanovski. He goes on to make a guarantee saying, I see myself finishing him in the first round. Knockout. It's more likely going to be a knockout unless, of course, he dives from my legs and I'm going to put his lights out. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Alexander, he not only hears it, but he's looking forward to making an example of the younger undefeated fighter. He stated he likes to talk, so it's easy to get motivated for this, right? I need to do nothing to hype up this fight. Let him do the talking, and I'll do the walk in February 17th, 18th here in Australia. I'm going to go work, humble him, and show the world again and remind them and let him know that he's still got a ways to go until he's up at the top. Alexander went on to say, I'm going to show him on February 17th. The prediction is I teach him a good lesson, and he's going to be embarrassed. He's going to eat some of his words, and he's going to make maybe the start of his journey again. Again, he's young and he's confident. I'll humble him. I'll he'll bounce back and he'll start again after this beating. I ain't gonna say that word. Yeah. Round two, I think he begins to crumble in the first. Now he went on to say, you know, out of respect, he said it's not gonna be an easy fight. But I think just how confident he is, he hasn't been able to prove that. And I prove that every time I step in the gym, I'm pushing myself to my limits. And I don't know if he does, and he doesn't act like it. So I'm going to push him, and I think I'm just going to crumble him. Voice. Alexander Volkanovsky is an amazing fighter. 
Granted, he's just come off this off this loss. At featherweight, he's undefeated. What do you make of the comments first from El Matador that he is the new generation of MMA, and Alexander who says, "Listen, my time is not up." So that really is the storyline behind this fight is the confidence with which Taporia has been speaking. Uh, I forgot to add the image. I took a picture of the other day on the man's Instagram. It says champion, not future champion, champion. <laughs> and uh, Volkanovski made a comment. He was like, look, you, uh, your mama, uh, your girlfriend, your daddy, somebody is going to have to go in there and change that because you, sir, are not the champion. You know, you're not the champion, yet, but he has so much confidence just brimming with confidence as you should and you think about it he's a young man 27 years old in the prime of his uh life physical prime as well undefeated so he's supposed to go into it like oh yeah i'm i'm the champion already because he's never tasted defeat no one has been able to put up with what it is that he puts forth in the cage this man started MMA training looking for somewhere in Spain when they moved there. His family moved there from Georgia looking for somewhere to continue his Greco-Roman wrestling. So uh, you know what that means. He got a, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. So you know how he gets down. The same way Gregory Robocop uh, Rodriguez gets down and got down in his last fight he knocks nearly everybody out crazy absolutely crazy but again it's mixed martial arts and the martial art you start with isn't always the one that you lean towards uh if you develop some pop in your hands you do, you find out you can crack people you kind of like knocking people out so that's what he does that's what he likes to do excellent head movement uh and it's going to be a challenge for volkanovsky absolutely but He's supposed to be delusional because nobody has caused him to realize or has caused him to experience the reality of a loss yet. I mean, it, it's, it, it says a lot about the confidence of, of Ilya, but you have to understand, like I said, we talked about it. Volkanovsky, he has those three losses, including that uh, last loss to uh, Makachev um, that was actually with, uh, late last year. Yeah. But at 145, he is soundly undefeated, and he looks to stay that way. I think what's interesting is, is that El Matador comes in this at 14-0, and 0, and eight of those are by submission. I just can't see that happen with Volkanovski. I'm hoping that it actually uh, kind of goes the bout because it would be great to just have something that could potentially be fight of the year, and that feels like that's what's happening here. Yeah, I, I believe that. Or I should say, one thing that Volkanovski has said, which is true, he has the more well-rounded, or I should say, he's displayed the more well-rounded game. We haven't seen Taporia really need to be as well-rounded because of the way that he's been beating everyone. Uh, even in his last fight against Josh Emmett, uh, who's an excellent striker, they went the distance. 
and it stayed, you know, on the feet. Uh, Josh Emmett is an excellent wrestler too, but like Tapori and so many others, he fell in love with his hands and, and that's how things happen. Volkanovsky can jab you to death. You know, he's got the, the, uh, the reach advantage. You know, he's excellent uh, on top. He, he has great ground game. He has shown his well-roundedness. Ilya Taboria, unless he just catches him, is going to have to show us how well-rounded he actually is because Volk is going to put him to the test. I mean, he, he definitely showed it in that bout against uh, Yair Rodriguez, which I think is where he unified uh, the featherweight title. And he even he called him into the ring to give him a chance, and uh, Ilya did not. Uh, he did not back away from the moment. So that's going to be exciting. Make sure you tune in. That's going to be UFC 298 live from the Honda Center. You know Voice is going to be giving you play-by-play -play and the spicy takes on that. Now, Voice, it's it, it's going to be an amazing weekend because something else happens. Now, what happens, Voice, when you mix a supernova and ice water in one of the world's most iconic venues? Madison Square Garden is going to get a show. You're getting two hungry fighters in their prime fighting for supremacy at the top of the junior lightweight division in the WBC Junior Lightweight World Championship match when Oshaki Icewater Foster and the 23-1 challenger Abraham L. Supernova meets in the ring. Now, everyone knows uh, Oshaki Foster, I mean, he's fought off two tough losses early in his career. But since then, he's been on an 11-bout win streak. And since his last loss, including that uh, dramatic KO of Rocky Hernandez last October and the unanimous decision title-earning win over Ray Vargas uh, last February, he comes into this bout literally as the main attraction and with a new multi-fight promotional contract with Top Rank. Now, he's hoping to begin to create his own legendary status in what he feels is a legendary venue of Madison Square Garden, and he's in the moment. Now, he literally stated, it's always been my dream to fight at Madison Square Garden. And what better promoter to make this all happen than top rank? As a kid, watching all the greats fight at MSG inspired me to want to be a part of that history that comes with fighting at such a legendary pace. I'm ready to put on a show and keep proving that I'm the best fighter in the world. Now, the big thing about this bout for Foster is, a win over El Super could literally set up the ultimate bout that he's been wanting with Emmanuel Navarrete. Now, he'll be battling against a fighter in Nova that's looking to avenge his only loss, which was iconic, ironically, uh, in MSG. That was actually against El Tran Ramirez uh, in 2016. Now, Nova has since bounced back. I mean, he's had two straight wins, and he's looking to become champion himself including that dominating win over Jonathan Romero last October. I'm sorry, last July, actually. Now, he comes in confident and ready and having been raised in Albany, New York. For him, he believes that this is where his support system will shine. He says, we have a mover versus a puncher, and whoever fights their fight, the best is going to win that fight. To the bottom of my heart and my knowledge, I have the better style, the better experience to come out victorious, and on February 16th, 2024, I'm going to become the WBC world champion. Voice, it's two tremendous fighters coming in with two different styles and two amazing stories. What do you make of this bout and what are we expecting from this? I think it's a wonderful bout. 
Um, and I love that this bout has been put together. Uh, Nova has uh, really made a name for himself, uh, making himself stand out with that signature beard of his. And not only that, he also has a mascot that comes out to the ring with him that looks just like him. So it's, uh, you know, I, I love the showmanship that Nova brings to it. And now he has the opportunity to achieve the goal that every fighter has which is to become a world champion something that foster was able to do a couple fights ago uh when he was kind of toiling in a, a little bit of obscurity it was like you knew about him but he just couldn't quite get over the hump he got over the hump he won the title he's defended the title so he's coming into this with knowledge of what it takes to be victorious in this spot something that nova does not know because he has not fought for the title before he ha has not been a champion he's still hunting where foster has been the hunter as well as the hunted and he's still young in his career he still wants to do you know a, a number of big things like as you said take on uh a about where they would unify titles with someone like Emmanuel Navarrete. So it, this is uh, this is really good. And, and not only that, uh, if that doesn't happen, he's got people like Andre Cortez that are calling him out, called him out two uh, years ago after, um, not two years, but two months ago after the uh, Navarrete Conceição fight. He called out Navarrete and he said, hey, I just signed with top rank. I'll, uh, I'll go after Foster too. So Foster has a lot riding because he is a champion nova has a lot riding on this fight because he wants to become the champion um how this will play out who knows i know nova has uh, a higher knockout percentage than foster does uh foster is a phenomenal you know boxer so it we really have to see it take place in the ring to know how things are going to go uh, it's a Friday night fight, which is great. So, you know, you, you get to grab your popcorn, have something to look forward to uh, on Friday to get you ready for the fights as well on Saturday. Definitely. That's awesome. Awesome to hear. Now, quick correction on that. Uh, uh, Nova actually took that loss to L-Train in 2022. And now mm -hmm. it was Oshaki in his two losses. He's never taken defeat. His last loss was actually 2016. That was oh. a split decision loss, but that was in his 12th fight. So since that 12 fight, I mean, he's literally been on the tear, including knockout wins. So that's going to be uh, awesome to see, too. Now, this week's UFC 298 undercard includes mixtape fight of the week. That's what I'm calling it. It's the Voices Marquee matchup. The Reaper versus the Eraser. Voice, tell us what we should be expecting when Whitaker and Costa meet in UFC 298 during that undercard. All right. So the reason that this is the Voices Marquee matchup, even though it's the co-main event of UFC 298, is because personally, I feel it's not getting the shine it's supposed to get. People are talking about, I mean, Marab is just like killing it on social media right now. So there's a lot of hype behind his fight and Cejudo's fight 
Then you got uh, Ian Machado Gary, uh, who was on the very first uh, embedded, and and you know people are very polarized regarding him and and his approach, having his wife's last name uh, as long as well as his. That's why it's Ian Machado Gary. His wife is also Machado Gary because Machado was her last name. So he gets a lot of of uh, flack regarding that. And everybody is praying that uh, Jeff Neal will humble him. But you got the former champion, Robert the Reaper, better known as Bobby Knuckles Whitaker, taking on Paulo Costa, a man who doesn't know how to have a boring fight. He doesn't know how to do anything boring. He even uh, is exciting when he's asleep, just all the time exciting. It's probably because of the secret juice that he drinks that brings the excitement all the time people should be like really looking forward to this fight but it's not getting the love Whitaker has never lost to anyone who did not hold the title or I should say who uh was not a champion or did not become a champion uh he lost to Izzy in the championship bout fought him again lost his last fight was a loss who was it to Drake is Duplessis who then went and defeated the champion, Sean Strickland. So, you know, Whitaker is, is, is minted. Like, you know what you're getting with him. And a lot like Costa, you don't see him in boring fights. He's been doing a lot of wrestling, or I should say, at least in the lead up to this. You see, All you do is see him rolling, which is interesting uh, because we, we've talked about how so many fighters learn a certain discipline then they fall in love with their hands costa uh his brother who's his trainer is a jiu-jitsu trainer too so it's not that he doesn't have it but he doesn't use it or i should say let me not say it's not that he doesn't have it. if he has it we've not seen it and i believe that whitaker is going to definitely put that to the test in this bout will he be able to get him down is the question i mean it, you know others have fought him and he's gone down but i really haven't seen too many people try to take him down so i don't know what his takedown defense you know is like and with him knowing these different things i'm sure his team is watching everything just like i'm watching it is he preparing for an uppercut you know on that shot you just don't know all i know is that these two men bring it every single time they are in the cage and that is why this is the voices marquee matchup man make you want to run, run through a wall after that one voice and that's gonna, definitely going to be exciting i think it's going to be great for costa because it's a great measurement like you said whitaker not only has that championship pedigree having been a uh, middleweight champion but those last two losses that he took, they were not slouch losses. And Costas, of course, is coming off that uh, fight of the night win uh, recently. Um, I think that was actually a couple months ago. So that's going to be great also. That's UFC 298. That is going to be an amazing, amazing card during an amazing weekend. But I'm sure that there are other fights that Voice wants to tell us about. So, Voice, give us your thoughts on your final fights. Well, I shared about those in the lead-up to uh, the voices marquee matchup. One last thing that I want to say about the marquee matchup that I didn't say is 
what you mentioned as far as Costa being in a fight of the night. Somebody is either getting knocked out in that fight or is going to be a contender for the fight of the night because that's how they get down. But we talked about the fact that Ian Machado Gary is taking on Jeff Neal and, uh, and how tense that is. We talked a bit about Henry Cejudo coming to the cage for the first time without Captain Eric Albaracine with him. He switched up camps. Uh, and uh, um, uh, uh, the the machine, Mariah, he grabs like, this is my coach now. He's going to come and tell me uh, everything about Henry and, and how I can beat him. And Eric was like, no, I'm not doing that. He's like, he's still my boy. I'm just not coaching him. You know, but Marab is a machine, literally a machine. He breaks everyone with his cardio. It's only, uh, what's up, Thomas? Right on. It's only three rounds, though. So mm. how is the aging Cejudo, you know, d- does that play to his advantage? Because it's not a five-round fight. It, th- there Again, there's so many different uh, aspects of the fights on the score. And you got the main event. So... Yeah, UFC 298 is uh, on paper going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal card. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for that voice. That's going to be your amazing fight weekend. There's so many things to look forward to, so many bouts uh, that you can watch. Make sure you're following The Voice on Twitter, X, whatever you call it here, uh, for those spicy takes and those updates. Make sure you're checking uh, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, any other social media where you follow the main uh, the main card in MTMV Sports in general. If you are not following MTMV Sports, what are you doing? We are you. We are the fans we just putting in the extra work to give you that knowledge before you go into the weekend to view it. We got everything you need. Football, basketball, uh, uh, combat sports, not the same. We got uh, college football. We have everything that you need and want. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe, and you could take us everywhere. If you can't see these handsome faces, go to your favorite podcast streamer and just click the like. That's all we need to do. Just subscribe. You know you want to. What you waiting for? It's like that. Those old college commercials, you're sitting around, you're doing nothing. Just go ahead and sign up. <laughs> Thank you all for joining every Tuesday, 7.15. Yeah, we got to a little late this week. Shout out to, to the producer. It's Smoke O'Clock. My fault. Thank you for joining. Uh, Voice, give us your final words and take us out, boss. Until next time, fight a good fight. What's good, everybody? Oh, by the way, since he came back, there is a new app on Android. So uh, you can download that app uh, for MTMVPN, I believe, is the app uh, as well. Make sure that you subscribe on Spotify. There you can see our handsome faces because the video of the show is there along with the audio. What's good, everybody? It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice. Thanks so much for tuning into this show on MTNV Sports Network. For more exciting content just like this, subscribe, like, and share.